Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Art of Unraveling podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I probably bring up a lot and that I see in most of the women I work with and that I like to say I'm the ex-queen of, and that is people-pleasing. So yes, you are talking to the ex-queen of people-pleasing. Maybe you have taken the crown and you are now the queen of people-pleasing. It is not a beautiful crown. I will tell you that. And it is the crown that leads to exhaustion and burnout and resentment and just not feeling very pleasurable or having much fun. It's definitely not a fun crown to wear. So let's talk a little bit about some signs that you are a people pleaser and then get into some different topics about it. There is a book, don't quote me or ask me what the title of it is. I Actually, I think it's called Burned Out, Burnt Out or Burned Out. And in that book, they talk about the human giver syndrome. And that's where, as women, we're meant to be of service every waking moment of our life. We've been raised in it. And so it's like we're giving every drop of your humanity, no matter the cost to you. This comes a lot, you know, not to get into the patriarchy society, but because of that, you know, there's this idea that women need to be kind of the the all for everyone. You are there to, to give to everybody else, always putting yourself last on the list in that. So it sounds altruistic. It sounds really great in theory to be this giver, but it's very depleting. Now, society plays a part in this, but also our religion, the, the common religion, which is Christianity, in our society also plays a part because there's this push that like you must give. You must give in order to receive. And so a lot of people think that if I'm receiving or if I'm putting myself first and not giving, that that's really selfish because that's kind of ingrained in our Christianity religion in this country. So I just want to shed light upon all of that and that, you know, it sounds really altruistic to be a giver all the time and to constantly be giving to others. And I'm not saying not to do that, but what I'm saying is, is that if you're giving from a place where you don't have anything to give, so if you're burnt out, if you're tired, but your child's school asks you to volunteer at such and such event and you're just like, okay, because you don't know how to say no, which is super common if you're wearing the crown of people pleasing, you don't have boundaries, you can't say no, you feel guilty saying no then that leads to burnout. It leads to over 
stretching yourself. And it also leads to resentment, which I learned many years ago about resentment in my own self-study process that actually I'm not really resentful at other people. I'm more resentful at myself for saying yes when I didn't want to. So let that sink in for a moment that actually, you know, we think that resentment is about other people. It's really what happens is we get resentful towards ourselves because we're continually saying yes when we want to say no. We're doing it out of obligation. We're doing it to be the nice girl or the nice boy that we were taught to be, that our religion has taught us to be, be the giver. And I, I always say, again, there's nothing wrong with giving, but it needs to come with a warning that if you struggle with people-pleasing or you know, that, that that was a trait that was taught to you. Maybe you watched your mom do that, right? We're just, we're going to pick up what our parents did. So if your mom or your grandmother or dad or whatever were people pleasers, then there's a likelihood that you're going to be one. Or it could be that you had trauma in your childhood. And so, you know, you had to people please your parent in order to stay safe, right? You had to perform you know, in a certain way to stay safe or caretake or clean up around the house. Or, you know, we do these little things to get love and connection as children and it's all unconscious. And then we grow up and those same patterns are still in the subconscious because it's unconscious to us. We haven't made it conscious yet. And so we continue down this road of trying to achieve, trying to make everybody happy, trying to be the rock for everyone, trying to be everybody's everything. And as I like to joke, trying to be everybody's emotional support animal. All of that is trauma. It's all trauma responses in order to get love, in order to feel needed, in order to get approval and appreciation. So people-pleasing actually is quite selfish. I've said this for many years. It looks on the surface altruistic when you're out there just doing all the things for everybody. You know, you're volunteering for all the things. You're the super mom, right? Or the super dad. It looks really good on the surface. Subconsciously, you're doing it to get love, connection, validation, a feeling of being needed. And I'm not saying that to be rude to you. I'm saying that to help wake you up, that it's actually not altruistic. Okay. It's not the good kind of giving. It's actually with an agenda, an agenda to get something, but you're unconscious of it. So you're not even knowing that you're doing this. And that's what's crazy. So much to say, so much to say about people pleasing. I joke around with the ladies in my Empowered Women program because I say, I guess I I told them not to give for 30 days. And I go, oh my goodness, I'm teaching you all to be bad humans. But what I want to do, and I challenge you to do the same, is if you are that person that's resonating with this, then that means you're overgiving. And it means you're that's coming at a cost to yourself. Because when you're saying yes, there's always a no that's being said. So if I'm saying yes to somebody else, it means I'm saying no to myself. And this is where the selfishness comes in, right? This is where people think, well, that's really selfish, Erin, to not give to others. And that's just because you've been trained that way. And by the way, I'm not saying don't give to others. I'm saying give to others when it feels empowered, when it feels 
like, oh, my cup is really full. I actually can volunteer for my kid's school thing today because, you know, I took last week off of work and I got a massage or whatever the case may be, right? If your cup is full, by all means, give your little heart away, you know, till your heart's content. But if you're depleted and if you've barely made time for yourself for the last week or month or year or years, which some women do, then I really want you to take a break. I want you to start saying no. I want you to practice using the no word in, oh, no, we just say it. And there's graceful ways to say it. You can say, let me get back to you. I need to look at my calendar. It's kind of a busy month. So you can give yourself, you can buy yourself some time and kind of give that graceful no if you're not quite ready to say no. I know I work with a lot of women that have a hard time with this word. So just say, you know what? I just need to look at my calendar and I'll get back to you. Isn't that so nice? It's like, I'm not saying no. And then when you decide that you're like, no, I don't want to do this. Then you just say, you know what, my schedule this week or this month is just, I'm just overbooked and it's just not the right time for me. And you can just leave it at that. You don't have to say, reach out to me again in the future because you're just setting yourself up to have to go through this all over again. If you want to say that, that's fine, but just keep it in your mind. Am I trying to be the nice girl here? Because I was programmed as a child to like, just be nice, just be seen and not heard, just, you know, be a nice girl, be a good girl, not helpful. What happens when we're programmed that way is that we lose who we really are. We lose who we really are. So you're not just a nice girl. You actually have a bad girl in you. You have a seductress. And I'm just speaking to women, but for men, it's the same way. You have a shadow self. You also have an organized self and an achiever self and a you know, you have all these different selves, but you're not just a nice girl. And we've got to, as society, start changing the script on this. It doesn't mean we're all assholes. Pardon my language, if there's children in the car. It doesn't mean we're we're rude and that we don't care about others. It's actually, when I show a lot of care and love and understanding and ability to set boundaries for myself, I actually can care so much more deeply for others because I have the energy and the space to. When you're run ragged and burnt out and resentful under the surface of you doing all the things for everybody else, that's not really true giving. It's not you being authentic. So you're not giving people your authentic self. You're giving people a half-assed version of yourself. And I've done this too. This is why I can speak this way, because I've lived it. It's not your authentic self. And it's time to, again, change this script as society from being the nice girl that does all the things for everybody at the expense of herself. This is why women have thyroid issues and hormonal issues through the roof and autoimmune disorders through the roof. There's so many women who have literally lost their true essence. And I'm one of them. I literally am coming off of having my hormones all messed up. I have to be on thyroid medication now. And part of that is because of my age probably. But that aside, 
that's because I ran myself into the ground because I had to do all the things for all the people at the expense of myself because I was taught that way. It's not my fault. I hold a lot of compassion for that part of myself that didn't know because this is what I had learned as a survival mechanism. That's the other piece of this. It's not to beat yourself up, to actually hold yourself with so much compassion and non-judgment that, wow, I didn't know this, but now I do. And I don't want to have this facade of being the nice girl who inside is dying I want to be all parts of myself. I want to be able to express all parts of myself. And that takes time and a lot of courage. So that's another podcast for another day. But people-pleasing is a byproduct of you having lost who you truly are and that you've put your worth into and your value into what you do for others instead of just for inherently being alive This is the motto, the deep-rooted, deep, deep, deep-rooted belief of a people pleaser. One, that they're not enough. And two, that my value comes from what I do for others, not from being just me. And in fact, there's probably some beliefs in the subconscious that are saying it's unsafe to be who you really are. And that's a big thing we have to go through. So I'm just going to list off a few things. I mean, I think I've shared a lot already about some signs that you're a people pleaser, but I'm just going to give you a few more here and then we'll kind of just wrap this up. But number one, you pretend to agree with, agree with everyone. Ah, this is one. I think I still do this. I still have to work on this one. You guys, you pretend to agree with everyone. So you're listening politely to other people's opinions, or I'll do this. I'll just laugh when other people laugh. I catch myself doing that all the time. And it's like, I didn't necessarily think that was funny, but I just laugh because this person laughed. So you're listening politely to other people's opinions, even when you disagree. That's like a good social skill to have. But pretending to agree just because you want to be liked can cause you to engage in behavior that goes against your values. So a big thing that I've had to work on in my life coming out of people pleasing that I'm still working on is that it's safe to be my authentic self, that it's safe to really express my true thoughts and opinions because they're not aligned with a lot of people's. So that's been kind of my thing that I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to say something that's going to upset people. That's a bunch of BS. I'm so over that in myself. And I hope you are too, because we need, we need your authentic expression. Number two, you feel responsible for how other people feel. Oofta, I cannot tell you how much this resonated for me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's me. Yep, I feel responsible. Thinking you have the power to make somebody happy is a problem. It's up to each individual to change their own emotions. I talk about this a lot in the previous podcast, if you want to go check that out. You apologize often. That doesn't happen for anybody in the Midwest. I used to say, we'll apologize in Iowa just for mere fact of being alive. One time, actually, I was I was quite a bit younger and I was living in New York City for a semester of college and I was walking down the street and this guy ran into me on the street. I mean, it's a crowded street. It's New York City. And I said, I'm sorry. (laughs) And it was kind of in that moment that like it was like I had a wake up call and I'm like, wow, I just apologized 
for that guy running into me. Like that's really messed up. And that's when I started to kind of try to change that around because saying I'm sorry is very disempowering. Gets into a lot of controversy of like, okay, well, what do I say instead? Maybe we'll make a podcast on that. Okay. But you don't have to be sorry for being you and you don't have to say sorry excessively. That's also very annoying to hear somebody like constantly being like, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, it's annoying, right? So don't do it. Start finding a different word to use because every time you do that, it's kind of like you're being really submissive. You're very much not in your power. You feel burdened by the things you have to do. If you're a people pleaser, there's a good chance your schedule is filled with activities that you think other people want you to do. That's kind of what we were talking about earlier. You're saying yes all the time and filling up your calendar with a bunch of stuff you don't even want to do. Number five, you can't say no. We just talked that, about that a lot. Number six, you feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. Just because someone is mad doesn't mean you did anything wrong. But if you can't stand the thought of someone being displeased with you, you'll be more likely to compromise your values. I talk about this a bit more in the previous podcast as well. Go back and listen if you haven't already. Number seven is you act like the people around you. And this is because you've lost your sense of self because you probably never got one from your primary caregivers because of attachment styles. So, you know, if you, again, if you had a volatile parent or an abusive or drug addicted or alcohol addicted parent, then you probably had a dismissive avoidant or a fearful avoidant attachment style. And therefore you didn't learn a sense of self. And so if we don't have a strong sense of self, we're going to start acting like the people around us and or really needing the people around us to kind of represent who we truly are, which is not who you truly are. Number eight, you need praise to feel good. I talked about that, needing that validation, that pat on the back, that good job in order to feel like you're doing enough, being enough, are enough, that value coming from the people outside of you and what you do for them versus from yourself. Number nine, you have to go to great lengths to avoid conflict. People pleasers hate conflict. Again, because it's scary because you probably experienced it growing up and it led to some sort of chaos. So now your inner child and your subconscious are wired that if anybody around me is upset, that bad things are going to happen. And number 10, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt and you probably don't talk about your feelings at all. Right. So again, this is part of like not wanting to have conflict. You're avoiding talking about your feelings or if somebody upset you because you don't want like to have a conflict. But denying that you're angry, sad, embarrassed, or disappointed, even when you're emotionally wounded, keeps a relationship superficial. You can't form an authentic relationship if you're not being your authentic self. So holding back on things that you say is not being authentic. So how do we break free? How do we break free from people-pleasing? It's really about taking time for yourself, taking time to get to know yourself. The best way that I can tell you is through meditation. You really only need a few minutes a day, okay? The more you give, the better. I like 11 minutes. I think that's a good number. One, I like that number. And two, like that's a good amount of time. If you have more time, sit for longer. But 11 minutes is a great way to close your eyes, 
tune within and really start to connect to your inner being. And a lot of people are afraid to do this because again, subconsciously, you're afraid to be your authentic self in some way because you'll be left behind or you'll be kicked out of the tribe. I mean, these are deep, deep rooted subconscious beliefs, even as far back as being cavemen and cave women. Did you know that you can still hold beliefs from that far back? You can carry your ancestors' DNA in your DNA, traumas that happened to them. So our ancestors that went through the Great Depression, we can be carrying their stuff in our DNA. So it's really about connecting to your inner being, doing yoga, meditating. I really love, I know I'm slightly biased, but I love my Empowered Women program. It's designed for this in mind. It's designed to help you reconnect to your inner being as well as release the patterns and programs uh, through the subconscious and becoming aware of them so that you can then release them and understanding where they come from so that you can stop them when they come up in the future. So it's really designed with all these different aspects in mind. And you can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Pure Light Wellness. You can also send me an email, Erin, E-R-I-N, at purelightwellness.com to talk to me more about this, my Empowered Women program. If you want to sign up for a free discovery call, we can talk about it. But I really recommend that program for anybody who's just either starting on a healing journey or who's been on a healing journey, but wants a little more accountability, wants to be around a group of like-minded people doing the work. And once like a, a program that's designed to move you through some of the stuff that comes up as we're on our journeys towards more consciousness, shifting out of people pleasing. In fact, this month we are talking about people pleasing a lot. So that's really all I have to say there. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at the same places. And I just thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, your social media, that really helps get the the word out more. And I really appreciate that. Thank you again. And I hope to see you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being. And it's time to own it.